0: Welcome back to another episode of the Arizona Wild Bags podcast. We're going to talk basketball and then football and finished with Wildest Wildcat, Red and Blue Moment in a new segment debuting on this episode. All that and more. I don't know about you, but the air is just a little cleaner. It's a little fresher. The birds are chirping. Food tastes better. Beer is flowing. Hit me up if you're a sponsor. It's Miller time when the mountains are blue. Slide in those DMs. The foam in my beer stays around longer. My knees feel good. The sky is a nicer shade of blue. John Rothstein is somewhere sitting in front of the TV, smiling as bright and white. As the tissues and lotion in his hands. Just kidding, robots don't have a penis. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, college basketball is back. And the vibes are undefeated. 1-0 to be exact. The record of your Arizona Wildcats. And they took off exactly right where they left off last season. Fast as shit. Up tempo and spreading the ball. To start the game, they had 11 assists on 13 made buckets in the first half. I know it was Nichols, but they picked up exactly where we expected them to, flying down court. It's like watching the Spurs offense as a Suns fan, the way they move the ball around. And I hate complimenting the Spurs. But it's the perfect way to describe the way they play. They won 117-75 over the Nichols State Colonels. If you don't know the stats, get ready to have your mind blown. Arizona won by 42. Great number. We're just getting started. 117 points is the most for Arizona since 1998, and the most points scored in a season opener. Ninth most in school history. They did turn it over 24 times, though. They assisted 30 of 38 field goals. They had more assists than Nichols had field goals at 29. The Wildcats shot almost 72% from the field, and. Oh yeah. Sixty one percent from three. Yeah, eleven of eighteen. Yeah, yeah, we know it's Nickel State and they're not that good. Or is this just Arizona's identity under Tommy Lloyd? A little bit. Is Tommy Lloyd's offense so incredible that it doesn't matter who he's got on his roster that he'll find a way to get the most out of the team? Remains to be seen. Although probably not because Matherin is amazing, but besides him, it might not matter because Tommy Lloyd has established himself as one hell of a coach with his system and gets the right guy to fit his mold. How did those guys do in the offense? Right away, you could see that they're looking to make Umar Balo a huge piece to the offense. No pun intended. Not because he's packing a hefty sausage, but because he's hella tall. Umar is fast now. He's got a nice touch around the rim, the way he caught the long pass from Kirk Carissa. And Controlled his body to get a tough layup while basically under the basket. He looks fluid. His footwork looks a lot better than last year. He's stronger. He looks a lot more comfortable. And he's going to make the leap that Coloco did last year. Probably less defense, if I'm being honest. Coloco was just, he was on another level. He was ridiculous. But 18 points, 9 rebounds, and 4 assists on 5 of 6 shooting for Umar. What I want to see is Balo dominate another talented big man. Thankfully, Maui is not far away, so we'll get to see soon just how much he's improved because I'm telling you, last year's Balo and this year's are two different players entirely. You could say that about a lot of guys, but even more so in the case of Umar Balo. I think there are going to be plenty of games where the goal is just feed Balo like a workhorse center, especially if shots are not falling. The man getting him the rock, though? Kirk Carissa. He is just a baller. He's my guy. He brought the intensity right away. Three fouls in the first 11 minutes. His shot looked back to where it was before his ankle exploded in the Pac 12 tournament. It looked crisp, not going to lie. Nine points, seven assists to one turnover. Great to see him back to full health and ready to piss off just about every fan base that he plays. No headband either. Shout out to that guy on Twitter. I think we're going to see a less Erratic, crazy version of Creesa. He's going to be taking smarter shots, better passing, and I think this is the season where he polishes up his game. Still bringing that fire. He ramps up the team and everybody feeds off of his energy. I mean, I'm not even playing on the court. I'm on the couch and I'm feeding off of his energy. So, how much more so is everyone else on the court? Now, his backcourt mate, Courtney Ramey, as we know, is suspended for the first three games. So, Two more to go. So who was going to fill in for him? Well, Cedric Henderson started, but it was the Adama Ball show. He really stepped up. The French sensation had 14 points, two steals, three rebounds, shot three of four from three. He was awesome. He had a four-point play where the net absolutely just snapped. Great sound. It's amazing to see how far he's come, and I'm glad he was able to get some playing time as a six-man scoring role. As you can tell, he's just going to be the igniter for this offense when everyone else is cold. Now my only question is, can Adama Ball develop some tighter handles and sort of a transition into more of a combo guard instead of an off-ball too? Can he do both potentially if we need it? If he can do that, beat his defender off the dribble and get to the rim, turn into a more aggressive player, that is what I'd like to see him develop he's a great shooter, as we mentioned. Once he gets more confidence, his potential is high. He's another guy who I could say like Balo looks completely different. He was a lot shyer in his play style last year when he got to actually play. But because of guys like Dalen and Terry and Ben Matherin, he didn't really get to play a lot last season. So he's going to get the playing time this year. And I think From this little sample size, I think the production will be there, especially last year. You know, you remember the game UCLA uh, at the Pac-12 tournament. In the Pac-12 championship, I'm sorry, where he just came in and made two threes in a row and swung the momentum just like nothing. And I think, personally, I would want him to be shooting more if I was Tommy Lloyd. Henry Visar has it. You could tell from his first dunk Big block that looked incredible because we want to see that kind of defense from not only freshmen, but just Arizona players in general. He towers over everybody. When he rebounds, he barely has to jump. He's not the most athletic guy on the court, but he doesn't have to be. He's tall. He's got a good touch. The only concern I have is four turnovers. It's just a smidge sloppy. He's got so much potential though. And it's very intriguing to say the least because I think he's going to be probably the most contributing freshman besides Kylan Boswell, personally. I Don't be surprised if he has a game where he just erupts for 15 points out of nowhere. And earlier in the game, Carissa and Pella Larson got into foul trouble with two before the first media timeout for each of them. And because of that, and Arizona was up by almost 30 points throughout the game, we got to see a lot of Kylan Boswell, and he actually got to play some meaningful minutes. He's our backup point guard, and with Ramey out too, he had to play a big part in the game. He took a long three early, and I loved it. I don't care if it missed. miss. I want to see that killer instinct. He's going to be an excellent, excellent piece to this offense, and he might just push Kirk Carissa some nights for a start because. That will actually motivate Kirk Carissa even more, which is what we all want is a a pissed off and motivated Kirk Carissa. So I think it's a win-win situation as far as the backcourt goes, minus Ramey. Eight points and five assists for the freshman in his first game. He did have some turnovers, but it's his first college game. And this is a year he reclassified too. So it's incredible to see that he's going to contribute from game one and that he is healthy because he didn't get to practice much when he first got to Arizona because of the rehab he was undergoing on that stress fracture that he had. Another guy that looks insane and about to make a leap is Hella Larson. He had a ridiculous jump scoop layup around his defender. And I actually gasped because he was not that acrobatic last season with that athletic layup. He's taken his physicality to just another level. And man, He is going to be something this year. He is a great all-around player that is going to save Arizona in some games. 16 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists and 2 steals. Besides cleaning up his fouls, there are few flaws in his game at all if he plays like this every night. Even his defense looks better, and he's going to compete with his teammate for Pac-12 Player of the Year. Now, what teammate is that exactly? Uh... Go get his picture off the milk cartons. We found him. Zulus Tubelis has returned home almost unscathed. 23 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 blocks, and a steal. You know what I've got for that stat line? Two balls and a bat. This dude is coming for the Wooden Award. He's coming for the Pac-12 Player of the Year. And he is going to be on a vengeance for after how he played in the Pac-12 tournament last season. This is his... Pac-12 Player of the Year campaign if he's improved from last year, even a little. He did it all without having to shoot a three. He was 10 of 12 from the field. Now, obviously, he's not going to be that efficient every night, but it's encouraging to see him have a game like this after what we saw or didn't see in the tournament. He's got to be the leader of this team on a night in, night out basis. And I think he is going to take the country by storm this season because he was playing behind Ben Matherin. He was playing behind Christian Coloco last season. They got the headlines. But I think this is the year that we get to see Azulis Tubelis take Arizona and make waves. My final thoughts on the game. This is a really deep team. I think all the pieces put in place kind of complement each other really well as we get deeper in the season. I think we'll see Tommy run a eight or nine man rotation, we're, we're deep. And as it stands, it looks like Visar might just be backup center kind of power forward. Perfectly okay with that. But I want to see Dylan Anderson a bit more with what he can offer when the game is tighter. I like the grit and toughness he plays with. You can tell he's really worked on his game. The guard rotation is going to be rather hard for teams to defend because Lloyd can just plug in five guys in and out. No fast food pun intended. You've got Kirk Carissa, Pella Larson, Courtney Ramey when he comes back, Kylan Boswell, and Adama Ball, who both showed they can contribute right away. Even Cedric Henderson looked comfortable in this offense, and he can play a couple different positions, and he can shoot the three or get to the rim. I like this team a lot. They're more well-rounded than last year's, believe it or not. I think with and gone, it only opens things up more for everyone else to come in and step up. And I'm not sure who's going to be the go-to scorer when this team is down and they need a basket. I would expect some combination of Larson and Tubellis with Ramey mixed in. But man, I am so excited. We are finally back to Arizona basketball. I can't tell you how much I'm just looking forward to this season. After having to watch, you know, Arizona football the last few games. It's just so great to see Arizona dominate. And I mean, I know it's nickels. We know it's nickels, but just to see it is so refreshing. So, Arizona plays their next game against Southern on Friday at 7 p.m. Arizona time. This episode is brought to you by Arizonawildbags.com, where you can cop a world famous wild bag tee made from premium fabric and 100% combed rings fun cotton. Super comfortable and cozy and the official Arizona Wild Bags mug. Shout out to my guy Lance Lynn for picking up one just in time to have some warm sips for Arizona's version of a winter. All that and more, including articles written by yours truly on ArizonaWildBags.com. Use code DeAndre Ayton, all one word, for 15% off all merch. All right, so I gave you the good news first. Now here's the bad. Arizona is still playing football, and. It's ugly. This week, it was on both sides of the ball. Jed was creative with the play calling with a couple of the plays. And I thought one in particular, Delora had a design run. And he tossed it back to DJ Williams. And it was beyond the line of scrimmage. Like He was past the first down marker. But it was kind of just a ballsy, here you go, take it, I'm about to get tackled kind of play. And we finally got to see Speedy Luke. He had that huge run on the first play of his career. He really earns that nickname because he's going to be a nice little piece to this offense. He is so fast, and I I could see so many different opportunities for Jed Fish to insert him in the lineup, you know, next game or even just next season. Because I mean, let's be honest. He's a freshman. Season's not quite over yet, but he will get some playing time. And I just I think he's going to be, you know, not Tyreek Hill. He's just going to be a guy that plays a lot of different positions for Arizona, kind of like a Debo Samuel, you know, Walmart version, obviously. But going back to the game, this was Utah's game. Arizona did not attend. Arizona had momentum at the beginning of the game. Other than that, none. Utah just, they have Arizona's number in football. I'm sure there's some nerd out there that's going to say, actually, but it just really feels like they do. and. What didn't go wrong? You had the fumble at the very beginning of the game off Delora's knee, the muffed punt, zero defense. Delora's other fumble. Utah's offense is all right and nothing spectacular. And yes, we know the weather was going to play a part in that game, but it is not all of the problem. I'm not going to say it caused the all four fumbles, but it sucks. And then Cowing got hurt as well. We don't know his status yet. I mean, Utah had 77 more yards than Arizona, but they had 25 more points. I mean, their, their offense is nothing spectacular. But giving the other team four more opportunities with four fumbles doesn't help you win football games, especially when the defense looks like they missed the flight. Delora actually looked good in the first half despite Utah's defense and the weather. He ran for his life every play, but as he usually does, but he looked good finding somebody after running around the pocket, which feels like forever. I mean, that that dude is constantly running for his life out there, but Arizona might have themselves a new offensive lineman that is going to be the one we build around. But all of that is training for, for Dolores' Heisman campaign next season. I mean, I'm kidding, but I'm kind of not kidding because he's going to be ridiculous next year. I mean, he's ridiculous this year. And I'll I'll get into that in a future article and we'll talk more Delora. This game might just solidify my prediction before the season. Arizona I said was going to be a five-win team. They're 3 and 6 and they play number 12 UCLA next week at 8:30 p.m. on Fox. That's a loss. Then they play Washington State and ASU. Now Washington State just lost a big part of their offensive line for the year, so I'll say they win those two. Since I originally said five games, and man, it's about time Arizona beats ASU. I don't want to hear any seventy to seven, you know, talk. I just want to see Arizona beat the shit out of ASU and a down year for ASU for whatever the hell is going on with that program. I can give two craps about. I did not account for the defense being this disgustingly bad, but. They're not going to a bowl game. We knew this weeks ago, if I'm being honest. The second we saw that this defense couldn't show up when they needed to against Washington, it was pretty much over without being over. But I didn't want to be labeled as a pessimist, so I didn't talk about it. But I'll tell you this. I'm an absolute optimist for Arizona basketball. Arizona basketball is my lifeblood. I live it. I love it. And yeah, I'll say I'm a pessimist for Arizona football. I just am until they prove me wrong. I miss the Mike Stoops era. That's that's just me personally. I think we were a threat to upset anybody that came to Arizona. I mean, we are now, but I felt a lot better about it in the Mike Stoops era. Now, Jed Fish could change me, but he's got to fix that defense next season. That's absolutely his priority. The offense is loaded. The offense that we have already in place going into you know the future with Delora, Tedaroa McMillan, Tanner McLaughlin, etc. Arizona just played the team that they need to mirror when it comes to building a program. Like I said, they'll play UCLA. We said it was a gauntlet of a schedule. Jed Fish says, over the last five weeks, Arizona's opponents this season, that's all the opponents, are a combined 38 and seven. That's actually a schedule. That includes number six, Oregon number 8, USC, number 9, UCLA, and number 13, the Utah Utes that we just played. Now, our our UCLA has more of an offense than Utah, so the good news is we'll probably see Arizona's offense more because they'll be trying to catch up with UCLA. And Zach Charbonnet, I think that's how you say his name, he is going to run all over Arizona. The Wildcats have given up 300-plus rushing yards Three times already this season. The line for the game is minus 19 and a half for the Bruins. And it might not be enough. My wildest wildcat of the week is one of my favorite players to ever play at Arizona. Seriously, I just loved watching this dude play. He was so exciting to me. There were so many times that he would just effortlessly roll up in transition and hit a three. Because nobody could block his shot. We knew he'd be stellar in the NBA, but right now, he is the leading man for his squad. That man is the finisher, Larry Markkinen. He is killing it right now for the Utah Jazz. I honestly don't know why so many teams had given up on him. Being honest, and that's not even me being biased. You put him in the right situation and play him like an ever-changing positionless player that he is, and he helps the Jazz win their last three games in a row after they were supposed to be tanking for Victor Wimbenyama. But they're in first place in the West right now. I'm so happy for that dude for finding success in Utah. Finally. But that team is absolutely going to be tanking by the trade deadline when they have a sale on the whole roster. Now, I want to introduce my new segment, Baggist Bag. Yeah, it's pretty lame. I know. You know, we'll see how it goes. So... In LA County, the winning Powerball ticket was sold, winning $2 billion, the largest jackpot in US history. That's a bag. Now here's a question. Would you take the lump sum or get it paid to you in annuity payments? There's some statistic that 70% of lottery winners go broke after seven years. Now, personally, I take the annuity payments myself because all I'd want to do is spend it and I know that's not good. It's definitely not smart. So Give me the payments, and I'm good. $2 billion, though. Sheesh. I can't even fathom. Anyways, we're going to go into the red and blue moment. Now, every moment I see Arizona basketball play is a red and blue moment for me. But the Raptors and the Bulls played on Monday night, and we got to see two greats from last season together again, Dalen Terry and Christian Coloco. And I just love to see it because for a while there, Besides, you know, Aaron Gordon, Andre Iguodala, DeAndre Ayton, Laurie Markkinen and TJ McConnell kind of didn't really feel like we had a ton of Wildcats representing the league. Now, with three players getting drafted last season and more to come from Arizona under Tommy Lloyd, it feels like Arizona's kind of being back to sort of an NBA factory. I mean, guys were declaring early, but not really catching on anywhere like your Stanley Johnson's, Raleigh Alkins, and Lonzo Triers. But it's good to see guys doing well like Mather and two. And I really hope Dalen and Terry and Christian Coloco have an awesome, awesome NBA career. Mather and two, obviously, but I don't need to hope for him. He is killing it. But it's so good to see guys from Arizona back in the NBA, rolling and thriving. Now, my Bilbo Baggins of the week is none other than the man that is not the size of a hobbit, Umar Balo, Mr. Seven-Footer. He had the greatest first game showing by him, as we mentioned, with 18-9-4. Now, I say the greatest because he's going on the greatest adventure this season, and that's why I've chosen him. I want to remind you, they called him Baby Shack at Gonzaga, and in his freshman season, he averaged two and a half points And one and a half rebounds. Just over six minutes a game. Now he did have a 17 point game. Against Dixie State. Tommy saw the talent. And he transferred to Arizona. Once coach Boyd. Convinced him to follow along. And now he's going to be. A guy who might just average. Close to a double double. And is only a junior. That means we may possibly see him dominate next year. Also. Potentially. Plus. The body transformation he's made has been awesome to see. I mentioned it in the red and blue game pod I did where all of last year, he was getting in better shape by the week. And from the beginning of last season to the beginning of this season, night and day difference. I can't stress that enough. He is a completely different player than he was at the very beginning of last year. Heck, he's a very different player than when he first stepped foot onto Arizona's campus and hit the weight room. I am so glad that he got to play with Christian Coloco and practice against him, kind of watch his emergence onto the scene because I think he's going to take pieces from Coloco and add it to his own because I think he's got better footwork than Coloco. That's, that's nothing against Coloco. That's just, that's just the work that we know Umar Balo's put in. Umar Balo's not going to have as great of defense as Christian Coloco is. I mean, that's just, that's just what it is. But I am so happy that Umar Balo is here and ready to dominate. I am so happy Arizona basketball is here and ready to dominate. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the pod. Shout out to Titus and Tate. They cover college ball better than anybody I know, especially myself. Go listen to them if you don't. Remember, code DeAndre Ayton for 15% off all merchandise at ArizonaWildBags.com. All right, everybody. Remember to relax every now and then, especially if you watch Arizona football. This is where I would put the beer sponsor portion in if I had a beer sponsor. So I'd tell you to sip a cold, refreshing, whatever. So drink some water and stay hydrated, my friends. Have a great week and bear down.